if you look at that big giant building that's 35 stories high, how many people in that building are truly doing what they love and what their true design is mm -hmm. on this and purpose is on this planet? How many people in that building are doing that? And I figure maybe the top floor, you know, the, mm -hmm. the people in charge are doing a, a passionate thing that they love. But when you walk on a, a set of a TV show, it hit me like it's, it's the opposite. It's like 95% of the people on set are doing what they love. The best lighting people, the best sound people, the best directors, the best camera operators, the best wardrobe makeup people, and everybody's doing what they love. So it creates this dichotomy of just a great energy to be around. My name's Jim Ellis, and you're watching Industry Insights, where we bring in industry experts to share their knowledge and experience for the next generation of filmmakers. We're here at the Film Hub in the beautiful city, film-friendly city of Vista, California. Today, our guest is Jimmy Garcia. Jimmy's a cinematographer, and he's worked on such shows as American Idol and America's Got Talent, um, Billboard, the Billboard Music Awards, right? Yes, we've done that. Also, yes. uh, he's known for his work on the uh, Unmasking Zorro, The Making of Cape Fear, and many, many others. He's been in, in the business for a while, so it's a joy to have you here, Jimmy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I yeah, appreciate it, Jim. Absolutely. One thing I was interested in is you, you live down here close to the Film Hub, right? And, but you, a lot of your work's in L.A. Did you live in L.A. once? How did you end up down here? Or why? Actually, I, you know, I, I actually start. I moved to San Diego. I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh man, was worked worked in the news in uh, the CBS affiliate in Albuquerque, and uh, a couple of reporters were sending tapes out to get reporter jobs in different cities. And uh, a reporter sent a tape to San Diego, the CBS affiliate here in San Diego, and the news director called him up, and said, "Hey, well, who filmed your stories?" And that, and so I ended up getting a job, moved my family here in 1987 to San Diego, and and so my kids were in school and that, and so I I said I'll I'll do the commute, and uh, you know I and so now you know I I don't work every day, so and so it'd be uh, you know a day here, a day there, I'd drive to L.A., drive home, or stay up there some nights, but mm -hmm. I didn't want to move my family to L.A. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. So Albuquerque, that was different. So were your parents in the entertainment industry at all? No, no. Actually, uh, the only family member in the entertainment business was my cousin. His name was Eloy Phil Casados, and he was in uh, White Men Can't Jump. He's since passed. He played the the guy that uh, Woody Harrelson owed the money to in White Men Can't Jump. Okay, and he was a, he was a good uh, B actor. He's, he was in many roles. Um, I, I wish I'd have known. I would have looked up his IMDb. Well, that's all right. So, did his career inspire you to get into camera work? Somewhat, somewhat it did. Yes, I, you know, he's the only one in my family. I what what inspired me more than anything. Growing up in Albuquerque, we had, you know, sports teams. We had uh, the the University of New Mexico basketball team was was pretty good at the time, and we have this famous arena called the Pit. They actually had the Final Four at the Pit. 
in, I believe it was 1982, possibly. It was Jim Valvano, the great Jim Valvano, uh, won his only national championship there. But seeing camera guys on the, on the court and on the sidelines at football games, and I was like, I'd love to be one of those guys. And I was always into photography. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking into that, and I walked into the CBS affiliate in Albuquerque one day. There was an ad for a photojournalist, and I didn't have the experience. I didn't have a degree yet either. I still don't have a degree, to be honest. But, <laughs> but uh, I asked the news director how you get started, and I actually got hired as a, as a telecine operator for minimum wage. Oh, yeah. Back in 1980, yeah. for a minimum wage back then was $1.87 an hour, I believe. Uh-huh. So I said, I'll take it. Yeah. And, and I've been in the business ever since. That's pretty neat. Um, so you've developed your career into cinematography. So I guess the next question would be, um, what are the, your primary responsibilities as a cinematographer? Well, I've been in the IA 600 Cinematographers Union for 20 years now. Um, now I, I, I mostly work on stage shows like America's Got Talent, The Mass Singer, some, you know, um, Dancing with the Stars, American Idol. Now I'm on the stage side of things where I'm one of the stage camera operators. Sometimes it's a robotic camera. Sometimes it's a ped camera. Sometimes it's a handheld camera. Um, and sometimes it's a rail camera on some of these shows. So I, I, I've got out of what we call the E&G world where I'm out in the field mm-hmm. um, filming things out in the field, which I did many years on American Idol. I was Ryan Seacrest's camera operator for many years. Mm-hmm. When, you know, you, you get the golden ticket and you're outside the door, that was myself and another guy, mm-hmm. another camera person, and and I still work with them, actually. And I, we call that the E&G world. And I actually owned a bunch of cameras and... And that provided equipment for these shows and and that kind of thing. And, oh wow! But now I'm doing stage shows. It's a little easier on my body now. It's not carrying it. The cameras now have gone from a small camera, but all this other stuff that, with these full frame sensors now and these cameras, uh, the lenses have to be massive to cover that whole sensor. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, they they look amazing, but it's a lot harder to operate as far as ergonomically on your body mm-hmm. and that. I, right. have, I have my running terrible um, on-set joke of, I was six foot four when I first started this business, you know? <laughs> the cameras have gotten yeah. heavier and I, you know, I've gotten shorter, but no, just one sh- One shoulder's a little lower yeah, than one, the other. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I really enjoy what I'm doing now. It's a lot of fun. Well, you're working with a director, say, on some of these projects, right? Yes. So you've got to establish the look that fits the director's vision, right? Yes. What are some of those skills? How does that work? I think, you know, mostly it was how you light things, how it looks visually more than anything. Um, I was, you know, uh, I have a bunch of lighting equipment. Nowadays, you turn the camera on and it looks amazing. Like the backgrounds will be out of focus is what you were aiming for, um, for a lot of things to separate the, say, the actor or whoever you're filming from the background, but yet still making it really pretty. Um and I think, honestly, the other part of it is just getting along with, with uh, people, directors and that, and being, being there for them in a way that they feel confident in having you there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of it. You know, sometimes you can, there's a lot of egos in our business, of course, and I think uh, just being able to get along with people and, and being, 
being a, a person that, you know, yeah, let, let, let's get it done. Let's, mm-hmm. let's try it that way. And if we have a better idea, let's, let's look at this way as well. And, and that way they can decide in an edit what, what works better for them. Right. Okay. So describe a typical day as a cinematographer. What do you, you start out in the morning and what's the first thing you have to do? Well, uh, I think more on a film set rather than a television, I'm, I guess. I would say, you know, and, and honestly, as far as a film set versus a, a television set, most of my work is, de- in fact, 99% of it is television. Okay. But it's, it's documentary style. When I go out in the field, I get out in the field and, and say, well, what, are we, what are we shooting today? Where are we shooting? What are we shooting? What's the location? What's it look like uh, lighting-wise? What time of day? You know, getting a, a bunch of equipment out of a, of a camera truck. I used to own a camera truck full mm-hmm. of lights and, and all kinds of uh, not fun toys to play with. So you have got a crew to help you with the lighting. Yeah, right? I mean, a lot of times, no. You know, a lot of times I'd go out, you know, me and a sound guy, and lucky to have you know, a grip, mm-hmm. someone, uh, you know, everyone wants everything done on a budget. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, it really is setting mm-hmm. up lights and then filming something, tear it all down and then moving on to another location. That's a lot of work. And so a lot of these shows were, were run and gun type things like that and capturing it while it happens mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, okay. Tell me about what, Maybe one of the most enjoyable projects you are ever on. Well, I would say, you know, I've worked on American Idol since season one. Done so, all or part of the show really? since season one when Kelly Clarkson won. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and, and I think one of the most enjoyable parts for me is you're, you're helping someone in your little part on this show to attain their dream. Mm. And you see someone, you know, Get get through to the next round and get through to the next round and then 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 you see them transforming into a superstar and uh, it's that's pretty rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. So and the thing about American Idol for me, anyways, is that it's been the same crew, the the same uh, producers. I work with Megan. Megan Michaels is the executive producer of the show now. She was. Uh, back in the day, like maybe season three when she came on, was an, an associate producer, maybe a producer. I can't rem- recall her first title necessarily, but it's the same core group of people mm. that still do the show. Wow! And and so American Idol for me is like family. And uh, you know, I show up on a set, and you know, I've known Ryan since you know the season one. Ryan Seacrest, mm-hmm. a great guy, mm-hmm. really good. You know, thankfully, very good at what he does. It's a lot of one take. Mm-hmm. He's he's he does his 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 piece or his read, and you better be ready. You better you, you, everything better be rolling and everything better be right because he's one take. And if you say I got to do another one or whatever, you're not in focus. Something you know, he, he doesn't mind doing it, but he's just fantastic to mm-hmm. work with, and he's just really good at what he does, and it's a pleasure to work with. And I pretty much answers maybe this next question. You've worked with a lot of high-profile high people. Um, maybe some of them that have really inspired you or helped your skills. There are so many, to be honest with yeah. you. There are so many really talented cinematographers, really talented uh, DPs and, and, and LDs and, and steady cam operators and, and that kind of thing um, to where... You know, I, I don't 
really say I really have one mentor, but I even learned from a lot of these young up and coming cinematographers with their new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually taught college here in San Diego, uh, Point Loma University for a, a semester or two as an adjunct prof- professor. And the one thing I did, just don't want anyone to just be boxed into a formula and lose their creativity. But I learn every day on the job. I go to work and I'm told, You're, uh, we're, we're going to put you on this, this robotic camera. And we think you can handle it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I got it, you know. And I've never seen the controller in my life. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere to really go to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really learning on the job and, and learning and, and pulling it off. So literally, I'm, I, I get there, yeah, and I, I want the director to feel confident in me because they'll just get someone else to do it. If you, if you say, I, no, I don't know it, I, I can't do it. And so I, I go to work and I'm, say I'm on a, I've been on a, you know, a rail camera, for example. It's got a couple pedals. One makes the rail go, the camera go this way, one go the other way, and then one to go up and one to go down. And then you're operating the head as well. And get there early, play with it a little bit. And, you know, the director wants a certain move and you're, you're like sweating, I'm literally praying. Mm-hmm. I'm literally praying on the job. That's awesome. For, you know, God help me to, to get this right. So I do a good job and literally going to work a little scared sometimes, mm-hmm. honestly. So that's kind of the challenge that I really enjoy when you, when I'm driving home and I, and, and they were happy with your work and they call you to do the next show that's really the win in all of it, honestly. And uh, so, well, I guess you've done pretty well. They've called you for twenty years now. I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to be still doing this. You yeah. know, there's a lot of young people. It's a young person's business, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I work with a lot of guys that are still doing this that are in their seventies, even, wow. and, and continuing on because, you know, love we love what we do. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun, it's a fun job to be on set. It's a fun job to. To continually learn because the technology's changing. These, these are all different cameras, new camera technology, new lighting technology. So it's always a continual um, dichotomy of learning. Mm-hmm. So I've never, no one ever really masters it. I don't feel right. And yeah. when you get to that point, I think it's kind of like you're limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty cool. So then um, skills. I mean, you know, back. When we used to carry the camera on our shoulder, you had to have particular skills on how you walked, you know, so you keep the camera steady before steady cams, right? What skills today do you, do you feel like you, it's good to have as a cinematographer, camera person? Well, I think nowadays there's so much uh, production value in these Ronins and movie cams and steady cams. Everything's moving mm-hmm. now. You want it to move. Uh, people need to stay interested. You need to compel people to keep watching your your movie, your film, your show. Um, and so there is incredible camera work going on right now these days. Um, so I, I was a Steadicam operator. I, I, I did Steadicam on a few shows. Very physical. Now there's different kinds of Steadicams. I'm working on shows where the operators are phenomenal. The, you know, Ron Lehman, he's one of the best in the business. Now they have Steadicams that the arm, actually, the camera can go from low mode to high mode all at once. They're called Trinities. And these guys are just phenomenal. And it, my knees and, and that are not as good as they used to be, obviously. But 
I've kind of backed off of that. There's there's guys mm-hmm. that are better and are very well skilled in that in that department. But I've done some jib work. Now I'm working on, like I said, a lot of robotic cameras, which are fun. Uh, rail cams, which are fun. There's spider cams now on sets, and just just huh. phenomenal technology that's going on. Yeah, and that was one of the questions as well. Is, uh, what excites you about technology for the future? Um, anything you see coming up that really? Uh... Well, I think that you know the like these spider cams. You're What's in, a spider? A I spider cam is like a sky cam. You know, a sky cam at a an NFL game. Yeah, the cameras. You it's know, on a cable. It's on cables. A, a, a spider cam is the same concept, but it's in inside a studio. So we use it on we use it on American Idol this past season and past couple of seasons, and on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, working with great directors, Phil Hayes is an amazing director. Alex Rosinski is a fantastic. These guys are brilliant. I mean, these guys are so incredibly brilliant. Have you ever worked with them as far as putting together shot sheets or anything like that? Mostly it's camera meetings with a group of 10 or 12, 15, 20 camera operators, and we each get assignments. The other thing that's phenomenal now is, is shooting scripted shots. Like you do a music, say on Dancing with the Stars, it's, it's music and a dance. Well, every shot is scripted right. to the beat. So, you, you know, you might be on camera nine and you have shot three and then you have shot nine and you have shot 12 and, and knowing where to be on the set for one. Number two is what your shot is. And, and he's cutting to your shots, whether you're there or not. Right. And so we'll rehearse it and then he'll, we'll play back the rehearsal and he'll, tr- he might, the director might trim Give your shot to a different camera that's a better angle, but it is really, it, it's like where do I, where am I at on this particular uh, piece, mm-hmm. on this performance? Where, where is my position in this on the set, on the stage? Where, what is my shot? And to be, and the other thing that we do a, a lot on these shows now is we, you never see the cameras. Never see another camera. Right. So we protect, we call it protecting this camera mm-hmm. and that camera. And and so we... So when you, you're framing your shot, you frame, make sure there's no other camera in the shot. And they're doing the same for you. Yeah. And if you're in their shot, they, they'll they tell you, do you do you need to be there? Can you be here? Mm-hmm. And, still and you've get got the shot. 20 cameras on some of these? Some of these shows, yes. Uh, you know, Dancing with the Stars, Dancing with the Stars live show. That's the other thing I really love these days. It's really, you know, going back to your other question on... What excites me is I love live TV. There is nothing like live TV yeah. uh, to me. It's like you're counting down, we're live, and it's, it's literally live. Yeah. And you have one shot, and you've rehearsed. You've done your rehearsals, your initial rehearsals. You do a dress rehearsal. Then you're live, and it is an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's, it's a lot of fun. That, that kind of keeps me going as How well. How do you prepare yourself for that pressure? I think... Sounds like you did some praying one time. De- definitely, you're, I'm. I'm going to. I literally have a bunch of notes. What my shots are for each performance. Let's say it's for American Idol or for Dancing with the Stars. Uh, there's four camera handheld cameras on that show, and and I'm 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 on a handheld a lot of times. Sometimes on a, I'm on a judge cam, whatever. But uh, whatever Phil, wherever Phil wants to put me, I'm like Phil, wherever you need me. So. Uh, those four handhelds have a really tough job. You're staying out of shots mm-hmm. and, and getting the shot that you need. And uh, 
And so you, you write notes on, on this performance, you have shot three, you know, or you have, like I was explaining earlier, so you have a bunch of notes. So you're preparing for the live show, you're going through your notes, uh, you're going through where you have to be, you're, you're writing down on the set where you belong and all those things to stay out of shots. Um, so it's, it, it is, you know, I'm, God help me on this. Help me to remember where I'm supposed to be. Well, that's what, yeah, because you can't look at the shots when you're on camera because no, your eyes on no. the camera. I'm, I'm memorizing so memorized. in, my head, in okay. my head. I have shot 13s, two bars and a beat. It's a, it's a, it's a push in after a certain move. Wow. That kind of thing. And it's, so you got to be real detail oriented. It's so detailed nowadays. And, mm-hmm. and you have to perform because there's a lot of, lot of great camera operators and, and personnel out there that, uh, you, you're hoping to be on these directors' list mm-hmm. when they're looking for crew. It isn't, you know, I'm in the union. It's been, a, it's, it's a great union, uh, but the union doesn't get us work or negotiate our rates necessarily at mm. all. So it's you're, you, you real. The only way I get work is for a director that I'm working with uh, that wants me on their show. Mm-hmm. Russell Norman on on America's Got Talent is a fantastic, amazing director. He's also directs some of Jeopardy mm. and, and those shows and has called me on some of the, uh, some of those. I've filled in on Jeopardy a few times, but that's pretty much a formula. It's pretty, you do the same show every day. Mm. But America's Got Talent, there's so many different acts that, you know, sometimes I'm on a, a, on a, a, a slider or a, a, a dolly cam. Sometimes I'm, I'm handheld in the front. I'm usually handheld in the front. Sometimes I'm on a robotic camera. Sometimes on a center ped camera, picking up tight shots of a certain acts. So every act is different, mm-hmm. but he's amazing. He's an amazing director. And so I'm just fortunate to be able to work with these incredible directors that are just, they're gifted. They are absolutely gifted oh. with their craft. I mean, I'm just, and, and the ADs, Carrie Havel is one of the most incredible ADs on the planet. She also directs. I did a show called uh, The Go Big Show. Uh, she directed that two seasons of that, done other shows that she's directed as well, and she's phenomenal. The Film Hub is the future of co-working in downtown Vista. Get energized in an inspiring work environment that is built for your success. With multiple membership options for workspace and private offices, you can become a part of our co-working community. The Film Hub makes it easier to produce the professional content your business needs. From video production, live streams, photo shoots, or in-person events, you can create all this and more in our audio and video facilities. Love your work and where you accomplish it. The Film Hub. Well, Well, since we're talking about directors... Tell me what you've observed from these guys that makes them so phenomenal. What are some of the skills that you see? And you say they're gifted. Obviously, they have the propensity for it. But what do you see that makes them so successful? What do they like? What are they? I, I feel that, you know, first of all, they, they just have these, these incredible minds of vision. Okay. When you have 20 cameras on a set and they, they see what cameras could best get this shot or that shot, their, their, their mind is just gotta move fast it's fast you gotta view their 20 memories cameras. Yeah. their memories are incredible um and and just knowing who's covering what you know especially a live show because live you gotta have the right camera on the right shot at the right time 
to cover what's going on. And right. these, they're, they're watching everything and uh, they're just phenomenal, uh, brilliant uh, men and women that are doing this. That's and I, I'm so impressed with them. I am so impressed with uh, mm. their skills. I, God is, I say this all the time. God has blessed them with incredible, incredible skills. Yeah, these are some of the best directors I know on on any of these live shows. Definitely on these live shows. They are, I think uh, Bill Hayes directed the uh, Oscars this year, this past uh, Oscars season. Um, he, I've worked with him on on an, another show that was uh, it's called Dancing with Yourself. We only did one season of that, um, and he's just just a gifted man and just a so fun. He is just so fun on headsets. We're listening to, you know, his jokes and commentary. And so he's keeping it light. It, he's it, not it, like it, a hammer on the no, headset. No, and 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 you know, he none of these are are you screaming, yelling directors. These are you know guys that are just on their craft. And that has to make put them at a, the higher level. I would think definitely at a higher level. Yeah. And where it's a pleasure to work with them. Right. You're honored to work with them. Right. Honored to be on their crew and on their list as, as one of the cameras. All right. Well, there's something you didn't expect, uh, how to be a director, what skills you need for directing. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I was going back to cameras and new technologies and such, and you mentioned spider cams. I always wondered, what about drones inside a stage? Would they work? They do work. They do work. They, uh, drones are used inside of stages, and uh, I personally have never been a drone operator. I feel that there's so many skilled, especially younger guys that are great with these things, not necessarily to put an age on it, but there's some great, you know, guys that have been in the business for years operating drones. Yeah, drones are fantastic. Um, as long as they're out of, out of distance of the mic, I suppose. That's it. They make noise and, and out of distance of mics. But these, there's another camera called a Jitta cam, and it's, it's, it's like a jib hanging from the ceiling. So it can be out of shots and out of lights, and but also swing in to grab shots. Wow. Mass Singer Alex Rosinski uses a Jitta cam on Mass Singer, and uh, it's it's another fantastic wow. piece of equipment. Um, yeah. he, he also uses a rail cam that goes all the way around the stage, and just great operators. Uh, Adam Margolis is a great uh, rail cam operator. He I worked with him on Jennifer Lopez's show called. Uh, World of Dance, mm -hmm. and did that for four or five seasons. That was such a fun show to work work on too. A lot of robotic cameras, and uh, so when you're on a, ro I mean, obviously a robotic camera doesn't need a camera person. So what is your job on a robotic camera? Well, a robotic camera is just taking the person away from the camera. But we call you know a lot of time like on World of Dance, it's a tower cam that's in front of the judges. So as soon as the performance is over, the judges are going to speak. So you push a pedal down and the camera raises up on a tower and you've got, you know, Jennifer Lopez or at the time Neo or De Derek Huff. They were all the judges. So you're operating that. And then you're also, you're operating a, a camera, a robotic camera above the stage. Uh, you know, it's in the ceiling in the, in the rafters. And that is tough too, because so you're in a control room somewhere pushing you're, buttons. There, there's like a whole row of us. Okay. You know, out, you know, here's the the stage is here, and they might see set pieces, and we're right behind them. 
Oh, behind the and, set pieces. Yeah, and there'll be a whole row of robotic, you know, all of us robotic cameras are back there. Okay, gotcha. And so we're, there's all different consoles that we're operating from. Gotcha. And so, but the the overhead camera on a dance piece is tough because sometimes that we've even had that as a tower that would come down and then you could get different uh, dances and performances from that, which is really beautiful. But these dancers, we rehearse it and then they land, we call it, we basically make it uh, a clock. The stage was a circular uh, stage. Mm-hmm. And you go at 6 o'clock, you're here. At 9 o'clock, you're there. Gotcha. And so these dancers would do their performance. And after rehearsing it a few times, you would go, okay, my shot, shot number 12, is going to be over here. And hopefully they land over there. So you're trying to get that robotic camera over to that spot and grab that shot. And sometimes they're looking up. And that's where these directors are phenomenal you know, Alex Rosinski directed that show and he would see that if they looked up, he would want that camera, them looking up to the overhead camera. Mm-hmm. The directors have to direct the talent and cameras, correct? The, the, the directors will, you know, they'll, they will direct the talent. They'll have producers that, you know, will the director will say, have them do this. So it's, there's an in-between, but he mm-hmm. sees everything. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, these directors are so sharp. They see everything on, you know, if there's a, a, a pixel out on a camera or mm. they're, they're just like, they see everything. Wow. And yeah. so they'll say, we need this to be over here or they'll switch it up. And what, they're just brilliant. And, mm-hmm. and so they're very much, but they are direct. They, of, they know everything, yeah. every part of the production, right? The lighting, they'll say, yeah, I need, they'll tell the lighting guy, we need more light here. Cause they're going to be here. And sometimes we'll have to like just position cameras to the spots that where the performance is going to be. So the lighting director can, can uh, light that area, that kind of thing. Okay, so he's actually doing the job of a Every, DP and cinematographer. Oh, he's, he does everything. Editor. Oh, my every, gosh. I mean, wow. he knows every aspect of the production. Directors definitely have to. Hmm. Okay, well, a lot of great stuff in there. Thanks. What last message would you leave for uh, future filmmakers uh, as far as, um, you know, eager to get into the industry? What, what kind of message would you give them? I've observed this as my observation on a, on a set of a TV show. Um, I, that's what I mostly do. I don't really do a lot of film. But um, on a TV show, you walk in and everyone is happy. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a fun group of people that you're around. It's a great energy to be around. And, I, and it hit me one day. I was like working on a, in a studio downtown LA and there's all these big buildings and I thought about it, I go, I wonder if you look at that big giant building that's 35 stories high, how many people in that building are truly doing what they love and what their true design is mm-hmm. on this and purpose is on this planet? How many people in that building are doing that? And I figure maybe the top floor, you know, the, mm-hmm. the people in charge are doing a, a passionate thing that they love. But when you walk on a, a set of a TV show, it hit me like, it's, it's the opposite. It's like 95% of the people on set are doing what they love. The best lighting people, the best sound people, the best directors, the best camera operators, the best wardrobe makeup people, and everybody's doing what they love. So it creates this dichotomy of just a great energy to be around. Mm-hmm. And I have so many friends you know, we've done, we've been in the trenches of doing these things and really enjoyed it. But there, and people ask, so I always tell my, my crewmates, I go, you know what? Because every one of us, our, friend, our friends and family are going, how did you get this gig? How mm-hmm. did you get, how are you on this show? How are you able to travel the show? How are you on the sidelines of the Super Bowl? 
And we need to live like our friends and family think we're living and be totally thankful for where we're at. First, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a blessing to be on these shows and on mm-hmm. these sets. And so I said, we need to live like our friends and family think we're living because um, they would love to do what we're doing, mm-hmm. for one. And then number two is there isn't one way you know, into this business. There's so many different avenues in. So there's no, you know, people, how did you get to do this? Well, I started out shooting the news back in the day in sports. And and there's other ways in to the business, but there is no one way in. Like a right. doctor, you got to go to school and then go to med school and then your internship or your, all of those things before you become a doctor. There is no one way in. Some mm-hmm. people start out as craft services. They're helping serve snacks to the crew and end up being directors. And I, I say this all the time. I go, always be you know, treat your production assistants, we call them PAs, treat them well, because someday you'll be working for them. And <laughs> that's happened to me recently. I was a PA I worked with back at the, in the day on American Idol, uh, this guy named Videl Marsh, great guy. He called me, you know, a month ago and said, Jimmy, we need a, we need an AD on this show and we know you could do it. And, and I said, yeah, I can do it. And I was a little worried about it. And mm-hmm. of course, going to, going to work scared again, praying about it. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow pulled it off, mm-hmm. and uh, but I got the job from a production assistant. Yeah, <laughs> and I have production assistant I worked on. So you think you can dance? Back in the day, his name is Dan Sachs, and now he's one of the head of development at Warner Brothers. Wow! So always be cool to your production assistants because <laughs> they're going to be hiring you someday. That's funny. And and encourage them and be a, a mentor to there you them go. as well. Encourage them to do well. There you go. So and that that. So it comes back around, right? It comes back around to you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my son-in-law, I got him started as a PA, Michael Bean. Michael, we interviewed, yeah, about a couple months ago. He was going to marry my daughter. Quick story if we have time. Sure. Uh, He was, was, you know. It's Mateo's problem to figure that part out. (laughs) Sorry, Mateo, but uh, my my son-in-law, Michael Bean, him and my daughter were dating and they were getting serious. And and one day, you know, he was living up in Santa Rosa and I asked him, so so what are you thinking of doing for a living? And... uh, He's like, well, I was going to go to mechanic school. And I go, oh, cool. You like cars and you work on cars. He goes, not really, but I got to do something. And I said, okay, well, you know, and I, so I said, we happened to be in San Francisco doing American Idol. Uh, and he was living in Santa Rosa. And I said, I'll see if I can get you on as a production assistant on American Idol. So he worked with me directly. Mm-hmm. I was Ryan Seacrest, camera guy. He's great on set. He's quiet. He hustles. He, he just... And everyone loved him, and he it just sparked his interest. It sparked him, and he he started working on Indigo Films there in the Bay Area, and then then uh, they needed a what we call an AP on on American Idol, and he was applying for it. Where they sh- kind of shoot a little bit, but help the producers, help produce things, and he just that was his. He found that was his passion, and now he's doing what I used to do on American Idol. Mm-hmm. He's basically out doing the field work and that, right. and and just. And for me, just inspiring others to do again, going back to your one of your first questions is is teaching others to and being a part of others attaining their dreams right. as well. And now yeah. he's taking care of my daughter. They have two kids and that's awesome. And uh he's doing well. He's doing really well. We get to work together on shows. That's so much fun. It is. That's what awesome. a blessing. Yeah. Just an incredible. And then blessing. your daughter's off, so isn't she a makeup artist? My daughter, Michael Bean's wife, yeah. uh Micah, she's now a mom of two we have she has a one-year-old and a seven-year-old. Remy and Juniper is the one-year-old, and she's full-time mom right now. She's right. really busy, but 
Yes, and her mom was a makeup artist oh, as well. And my son James uh, was a producer on So You Think You Can Dance. Really? Uh, and yeah, he, he worked in the business as well. Now he's a dad, with, married with a dad, uh, with a child. Uh, Lyric, his daughter's seven. Nice. And uh, it's just, I, I'm just in awe of all of my kids and how, how well they're all, they're all married and all have little ones. It's yeah. Just a beautiful thing. That's and fun. And I get to be Papa in all of this. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's enjoyable. Um, watch your kids. Uh, I yeah, I I wasn't sure if I wanted my kids in the industry because it is can be a tough industry. But uh, one of them, of course, jumped in and yeah, doing Lauren's a great amazing. job. Yeah, wow, it's, great it, it, job. it's great to work with your kids. It yeah. really is, and to see how others respond to your kids is. Mm -hmm. My kids gave me credibility. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were just really good people. Yeah, and everyone liked working with them. To where it was like, I had no idea being a dad that all of a sudden I got credibility for being a dad because they were great people. Yeah, I can't take all the credit for that. Right, their mom was, had a big part to do in that as well. Yeah. But and and of course, you know, you know, God above and and their their uh, walk and their faith in that as well. Yeah, believe for open doors and Abs everything. Absolutely, that's cool. One last very important question: Do you have to have arms and the chest as big as yours to do camera work? Obviously not, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys that, you know, but I, I personally feel that, you know, it's, I, you know, I have to say this, I work out with a guy that's 88 years old, his name is Ron Buccolato. You work out with this guy? He's 88, just turned 88 in June, and uh, he inspires me because he goes, you're young, and, and, and he's outlived all of his siblings, he's outliving some of his kids, mm -hmm. even, and it just... Staying in shape. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. And this business is, you know, there's heavy cameras, heavy equipment, and just how you present yourself, you know, on set. You know, you want to, you want to, I feel like it's important. It's a, it's a visual business. I think it's important to present yourself in somewhat of a, a healthy way. And, uh, and it just, for me and myself, just keeping my health up mm -hmm. is how I'm going to keep going in this. And I could retire this you know this year i'm at 65 this year and, are you really and uh Man. but i i'm gonna i'm gonna i love what i do i'm gonna continue working as long as i can that's awesome yeah i would never guess they still 65. have me. yes wow 65 in october yes oh now you're my inspiration <laughs> <laughs> that's cool folks want to know more about what you're working on and uh what's going on in your life where do, how do they find you you know i'll be honest i'm not on a lot mm. i i do have a Instagram page, but I don't even really use it. No. I was on Facebook back in the day, but I, I kind of had to get away from the social medias just because of all the people I work with. You know, I love them who they are. I don't really want to know everything about them mm -hmm. at times, but yeah. so I'm pretty much uh, jimmy.g at mac.com. There you go. <laughs> jimmy.g at mac.com and see what, see if you can find out when he retires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, that's awesome. Well, if you want to know more about us uh, at the Film Hub, you can, um, of course, follow us on Instagram at the Film Hub Inc. And then also, um, you know, check, check out our website at thefilmhubinc.com. Well, it's been a wonderful interview, and we'll see you next time. The Film Hub. Inspire the creative. Ignite the world.